I greet you on this Christmas Day with the hope, peace, joy and love in Christ. Let us pray together. Lord, we thank you that we can celebrate your love on this Christmas Day. We ask that you will help us to love as you love. We ask that you will forgive us for the times we fail you because we have an unloving, unforgiving spirit. Lord, we stand before you ashamed that we do not love as we ought. Please let our life reflect your love to an evil, violent world. God of infinite wisdom and grace, your creativity knows no bounds. Your compassion is endless. You are just and righteous, and your truth will stand forever. Each day your love amazes us. Your generosity delights and perplexes us. We are not used to receiving without giving. We are not used to getting without earning. We cannot understand how you sustain the universe. How stars can hang in the sky. What makes the sun rise and set each day? And what is it that you do to bring life into our world? We pause now for a moment. Just to stand in wonder. To experience again that sense of awe that these things bring. We stop to think of you. You as the creator and sustainer of all. How can we even begin to thank you? No words, no actions, no offerings would be adequate. Even if, if we sang your praises from morning till night, still that would not be enough. To express your glory your majesty and your might. So we have to ponder again. What is it that we can bring? What is it that you would want? Unexpectedly, through our ponderings, comes the cry of a baby. Tentative at first, finding its breath and then lustily as it cries, announcing its entry to the world. A child is born, a son is given, and you shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. At his coming we, rea we realize at last that there is nothing we can offer, nothing we can do, nothing that will stop you from pouring out your love for us. There is nothing hiding you from us as we witness you in human form full of grace and truth. And so we come, leaving all our excuses, 
All our inadequate responses. All our routines and duties. We come to see, to gaze in wonder, to witness again the miracle, the miracle of you, God who would leave perfection and enter our broken world. And as we gaze, as we see the baby, born in a stable, surrounded by horses or camels, cattle or sheep or hens, our hearts begin to open to the possibility that you really could come to us. You really could stay with us. Your presence would not bring condemnation, but we would find peace and joy and hope in welcoming you and in offering our love. And so we come simply, bringing just ourselves, arms that can hold and carry, legs that can run, bringing us to your side, voices that can sing sweet lullabies, and hearts that can hold you ever near. We come to offer you our love. Our love for you, Lord Jesus. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen.
Jesus, you are the light of the world. Shine on us now and reveal yourself to us. You are the word made flesh, moving us and amongst us, so that we may be changed by what we hear and so proclaim the good news in all our living. Amen. Our scripture reading on this Christmas day is John 1, verses 1 to 14. In the beginning was the one who is called the Word. The Word was with God and was truly God. From the very beginning, the Word was with God. And with this Word, God created all things. Nothing was made without the Word. Everything that was created received its life from him. And his life gave light to everyone. The light keeps shining in the dark, and darkness has never put it out. God sent a man named John, who came to tell about the light, and to lead all people to have faith. John wasn't that light. He came only to tell about the light. The true light that shines on everyone was coming into the world. The word was in the world, but no one knew him. Though God had made the world with his word, he came into his own world, but his own nation did not welcome him. Yet some people accepted him and put their faith in him, so he gave them the right to be the children of God. They were not God's children by nature or because of any human desires. God himself was the one who made them his children. The Word became a human being and lived here with us. We saw his true glory, the glory of the only Son of the Father. From him all the kindness and all the truth of God have come down to us. Here ends our reading. Thanks be to God. The first verses of John's Gospel echo the first words in Genesis, beginning or in the beginning. And it makes us aware that this Gospel is not without a history. God created and God is recreating the whole world. God in Christ is continuing and fulfilling the plan for the restoration of all things. In particular, God is the life giver. The theme that nothing exists except in relationship with God runs through the whole gospel. And this is so evident in the I am sayings of Jesus. I am the light of the world. And we also see that John uses subordinate symbols like light and darkness, sight and blindness, and day and night. The statement that the light has come into the world and the darkness has not comprehended it or overcome it is indicative of the rule of God and the power of good over evil and life over death. 
the purpose of both John the Baptist and John the author is to witness to Jesus so that all might believe in him. And this should always be the goal of our own personal witness in our daily lives as well. Verses 9 through to 13 are influenced by the Gnostic movement which claimed that salvation came through special knowledge. Jesus is known not by special intellectual knowledge, but by the kind of intimate knowledge of relationship. Although Jesus was not immediately recognized as the expected Messiah, God's plan was still fulfilled. The Word of God, Jesus, who was present and active in the act of creation, is now active as the Word takes on human life and lives amongst us. Jesus is the living Word and, reveal, and reveals God's true glory, which has often been misrepresented. God's glory is not the glory of earthly rulers proclaimed by extravagant displays of wealth or vicious abuse of power. The glory that is displayed in Jesus is in the combination of grace and truth. At the moment, having to live through the second wave of COVID-19, we are longing for a new beginning, the chance to begin again the possibility of change and the truth that in Jesus, God is ushering in a new kind of rule. And this word to us is both healing and encouraging. We celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day. We should also Think about our own rebirth. Birth and belonging and the blessing that comes through the birth of Jesus. That it flows easily into so many of our different situations, even in the situation we are now with the pandemic. The hope of return and of restoration spoken in the middle of the ruins of Jerusalem, ties in with the beginning and the new beginning. God is doing a new thing. This is very reassuring for us. I do believe that many of us can testify that during this year, we have learned new things. And we have sensed that God is doing a new thing and he will continue to do that. Our lives are full of different voices and we are often controlled by some very negative and destructive words. In South Africa, we still have deep wounds from the words that were and still are used to address each other. These are words that we have learnt to understand too well. 
in a context where our flesh can be understood in so many different ways to be against us, God's word becoming flesh gives us an opportunity to revise our understanding of who God is and who we are. We speak of fleshing out a word or concept. And this is exactly what Jesus does in terms of many words that we find difficult to understand and difficult to act upon. Examples of this are grace and truth. Jesus also redefines power in terms of showing us and teaching us what the power of love looks like when compared with the love of power. Justice and judgment as well as love and forgiveness are redefined. There may be other words that are particularly relevant to consider in our own personal situations. God coming to stay with us so that we can also stay with God. Eugene Peterson's The Message expresses the idea that God has moved into our neighborhood. There are certainly things that would change in our neighborhood if people were more aware of God being amongst us. May it be for each of us that we are aware that God is with us in Christ under the Christmas tree, when we light a candle, when we sing a Christmas carol, when we say our prayers, even if we are separated from family, God is with each and every one of us. We celebrate the birth of Jesus and as we have the strong image in front of us and with us and within us and around us in a situation of evil and despair, the message of this powerful light comes into the darkness and cannot be extinguished or overcome. This is the true gospel message. So as we continue to live the, wo the word, what would a new beginning look like for our communities, for our families, for our church? Is God showing us a way that we can work with God to nurture this new beginning? Are there people who have a desire to be given a new start? Can we provide an opportunity during this time of Christmas for people to experience God's presence in the ruins of their lives? How can our communities help people who are desperate and longing for God's love? What are the words that are ruling our hearts at this time? What words are we hearing most frequently or feeling most strongly in our homes and in our neighborhood at present? 
Are these words good news or are they bad news? What words need to become flesh for those around us or even for ourselves to be understood? What new song, what words would God speak over us and our communities and our families? What word does your presence proclaim? Through you do people get drawn towards God or put off being drawn to God? Where are the dark places in our lives and in our communities and in our families? Are there darknesses that need to be exposed so that the light can overcome it? And as we celebrate Christmas, let us also celebrate our victories, small and big. And during this time, we also remember those who are mourning the loss of a loved one and might feel that they are in a space of darkness. May it be that our mere presence will bring light into that space. To God be the glory. Amen. We continue to worship God with our offering and we bring our offering online. The bank details will reflect on our church network. Let us pray. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And may this peace be with all of us. Lord, we thank you that in your word you proclaim how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. And so, Lord, as you send us as your messengers, to carry the good news into the world. We thank you that you go with us, you go before us. Holy God, in Jesus, you became flesh and made your dwelling amongst us. Thank you for coming again to us on this Christmas day. We have seen your glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And so, Lord, as we offer this offering to you, we ask that you will bless it for your glory and for your sake. We also offer ourselves into your service and pray, Lord, that you will fill us with your Spirit and that as we go out, we go as a light into the world. May God go with you where you go and stay with you where you live, in your neighborhood, in your families. And may the blessing of God, the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest on you and remain with you now and forever. Amen. We conclude our Christmas service with another beautiful carol. 